you don't learn anything about somebody when they say yes, but you learn uh, everything about somebody when they say no. Welcome to today's episode of The Seed, The Startup Journey. My name is Rick Liu, and this podcast is a series of interviews with startup founders. It is made for you, the curious student, talented innovator, and aspiring entrepreneur. Throughout this podcast, we will explore various startup journeys by discovering the genesis story behind these startups and gather advice in hopes that we can plant the seed of innovation and creativity in the minds of our listeners. I'm very excited to have Partha Anova with us today. Partha is the founder and CEO at Lasso, the producer of the best compression socks that help you move with confidence. Partha has been named in Forbes 30 Under 30 back in 2015, and he has some great advice to share with us today. Hey Partha, so to start off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself as well as your company Lasso? Yeah, sure. Um, so I run a company called Lasso. Uh, the whole idea of Lasso is that we improve movement. So at the core, we make compression apparel that helps to stabilize and support joints and um, works in a similar manner to how medical tape or kinesio tape would work. It reinforces key ligaments and tendons. So that helps not only stabilize the joint, but it helps improve how your body is moving. Um, there's use cases on the performance side as well as recovery. And so um, that's what I do. And me personally, I'm, I'm super, super obsessed with um, sports, fitness, that whole world. And just uh, since a kid, since I was a kid, I always just trying to find ways to get my body or to, to help people uh, get their bodies to perform better. So that's a big passion of mine. And can you walk me through that background story a little bit? Like, how did you first come up with the original business idea? Yeah, totally. So I started Lasso after I broke my ankle playing basketball. Um, so I was playing, um, just wreck, broke my ankle, went through the rehab process. Um, something clicked in my head when I was uh, restabilizing my ankle and, and getting the end of rehab. Um, I had set the goal for myself. Uh, I wanted to dunk a basketball, and I'd never done that before. I could barely touch the backboard. And so I went through all this research, learned how my body works, strengthened everything, got up there. And once I did it, I realized, well, the majority of the stabilization that I added to my to my ankle was these very, very tiny ligaments, right? So I added, in essence, a very small amount of muscle to create a major impact on how my body moved. And so as I went through that process, started to identify there were ways that we could through, especially through compression apparel, use it in a smarter way than, than the industry was doing to actually improve how we move. And so that's how we started Lasso was really uh, from that philosophy rather than just laying compression across the whole apparel to put it in the right places where it actually provides some material benefits to how the body works. Mm -hmm. And is there a meaning behind that name like Lasso? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple actually. So um, the core of it is uh, we feel that movement is a really large freedom for, for people. And um, I think anyone who's had an injury and then recovered from it will agree that that feeling when you can finally leave your house, run again for the first time, you know, that that's just pure freedom. And so Lasso really kind of inspired from that uh, Wild West cowboy freedom type of energy. And at the same time, we also uh, feel that the, the mechanism of the, the compression really helps pull in your joint, right? And so that's kind of how we think about it is pulling in and stabilizing how Lasso would. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And so when you were in college, 
you were pre-med, I believe, and you're on track to becoming a doctor. So what was that turning point for you when you decided you wanted to start your own business instead? Yeah, so for me, um, it, uh, there was a point where uh, I was just like, you know, I don't think medicine is going to be for me. Um, I'm not sure if I'm into, into the whole topics that I was studying. I was getting into chemistry, biochemistry. It just wasn't interesting. And then on the flip side, I didn't like any of the jobs that were available to me. I mean, there's a lot of uh, stuff that I saw in internships and I just overall didn't feel like the corporate route was for me. I didn't feel like I'd make the impact I wanted to make. And so um, I just kind of set out to, to carve my own path. And um, what was exciting is uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to raise money and I actually didn't even complete college. I just went right into it. Um, and was able to kind of get going and learn along the way. But I always say entrepreneurship, it was something I realized I wanted to do when I had to reconcile, how can I make the most impact that I want to make in my life? There wasn't, there wasn't a path for it, right? So you have to build your own. And so that understanding of how you build your own path, it's, it's really more, it's a craft or a trade. It's not, it's not a job, right? And so to learn a, a craft or a trade, you have to find a master and you have to be an apprentice. And so I spend as much time as possible with mentors and, and peers who I really look up to and looked up to, um, to learn. And that, that was a foundational piece of how I, how I got started. Mm -hmm. And what would you say was the most challenging moment for you so far in starting your own business? So I think there's, I think every entrepreneur has to go through this or at least a lot do. Um, but many of us grow up with some sense of financial attachment where, uh, money actually like means something to us emotionally. And right. so for me, it took having to go all the way broke to understand that even if I didn't have money, I was still able to be happy. And so I had to completely separate happiness from, from finances in my mind. Once I was able to do that, I started to be able to lead with my heart and with my values with the business and really talk about that and have faith that money would follow. And so that's, that's really how, um, we've proceeded with building the company, the brand is really leading with the message and the why, what we stand for. And we've seen that the capital follows that. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, you've had a lot of success in running a business. You were named Forbes 30 under 30, and you've also met President Obama. So what has been like the best or most satisfying moment for you so far? Yeah, um, my goal since I started was I always have these role models, right? Whether they're big athletes or musicians or whatever. Um, I always had in my head, you know, I, I just feel like I should be able to do business with those people. Um, I'm fascinated by what they talk about. I'm fascinated by where their brains are at. I want to be on a level that I'm creating value for everyone I look up to. And so for me, there's this point where I could sense that the way people were interacting with me was different. It wasn't uh, like people stopped giving me advice and they started asking me for advice and it was people I looked up to and kind of when that happened it happened sometime in the last year I'm not sure exactly why but something changed and I started to feel on the same level as everyone I had looked up to and for me that was really satisfying because I mean I gauge everything on personal growth I'm not uh, super into anything else uh, money or fame or any of that right so um that was the moment for me where I felt like, okay, that's my marker internally for me feeling successful. So now that I felt successful, it was very freeing because I didn't have to prove anything anymore to myself, importantly. Um, 
to do anything. So uh, that kind of pivot point gave me a lot of freedom personally to be able to lead. And if you could go back in time to when you were first starting, what is one advice that you would go and tell yourself? Um, I think I think it's kind of that personal growth side of things. So decoupling from money, stop caring about you know the the, the vanity metrics like employee counts and all these uh, dollars raised. You know people people really just make a big deal about those kinds of things and. Now with maturity, when someone brags about how many employees they have, uh, it just makes me think, man, that sucks. You have to pay out that much money every single week, you know, every couple of weeks. And people talk about how much money they raise. And I'm like, okay, so how much of your company is left, you know? And so it, there's really two sides of every coin. And if I were to talk to myself when I was starting, it would uh, be a strong push to say, hey, don't worry about that stuff. Like be inspiring, be who you are, right? Fill your role in society. Talk about what you believe in and the rest will figure itself out. Mm -hmm. And Professor, one of the first thing I did when I first heard about you was, was like look you up on Google. And I found that you have a very clean personal website. Uh, you also have a large following on Instagram and LinkedIn. So I was wondering what sorts of tips would you give to someone who's first trying to build up their online presence and start to build their own personal brand. Yeah, totally. Um, so I was intentional about it before. I'm not anymore um, from the standpoint of actually growing it because I just kind of stopped caring as much. Um, I think when I when you're trying to kind of get going, it's about cosigns. So basically you're looking for other people to uh, give you the stamp, like this person's a legit person to talk to, right? So that's like, I think Swish does a really good job of this um, from your fan, but it's basically uh, collaborations with others, finding ways to do content or tell stories together. Um, that's big. And then I think the other part of it, it's, it's pretty easy to build a tribe if you got and speak about what you believe in. Um, so uh, I read this or heard this somewhere and I can't remember where, but basically you don't learn anything about somebody when they say yes, but you learn uh, everything about somebody when they say no. And so when you disagree with something and you voice that and you voice why you disagree in a, in a civil way, right? Not antagonistic, but just like, Hey, I disagree for these reasons because it's what I believe people know what you stand for. And that's really important in life. And especially in this world where um, it's, it's hard to tell sometimes what people believe in. And so when we see values to really resonate with, we tend to follow. And so when you're very clear, and forthright about what you believe in and why, I think that's the best way to get started. Mm -hmm. And do you have any advice for someone like me who's still a student, uh, but is interested in entrepreneurship and wants to potentially start a company in the future? Um, yeah, I would say just just um, learn. I mean, what you're doing right now, um, the, the internship with Sadia is, is the exact right thing to do. You know, it's uh, at the end of the day, everything boils down to are you putting yourself in situations where you're exposed to something you don't know or learning from somebody whose perspective will help you build your own. And ultimately, you're going to have to define your own philosophies and views on the world. And you don't have to do that tomorrow. You have as long as you want to get there. A lot of people take 20, 30 years before they're ready to do something, right? Uh, after college is, is what I'm speaking. So. Um, I think the most important thing is to start identifying who you are and what you believe in and then observing how others who have similar beliefs uh, manifest those into their businesses, how they boil that into how they lead, how they communicate, 
and how they inspire others. And that's, that's the core, in my opinion, of what, what leadership is. Got it. And I also want to ask, so under the current like COVID-19 pandemic, how are you and how are, how's the Atlasso team doing currently? Yeah, we're doing, I mean, uh, from like a communication standpoint, pretty good. Um, we were already starting to think about, hey, we need some better systems and how we communicate. So we already had a game plan to be uh, changing uh, kind of how we're doing planning and everything internally. So um, that was opportune for us to be making those changes because it uh, more highlighted the, those needs that we knew were there. Um, Business-wise, um, we had a couple shifts that we saw demographic wise and consumer purchasing behavior, but we were able to adapt to those pretty quickly, uh, which was awesome. And I think what's, what's exciting is that, um, for us, we did this, this give back campaign called move with compassion. Uh, our typical slogan is move with confidence. And so, um, for every purchase we had, we donated a pair of socks to a, a healthcare worker on the front lines. And, um, that, that was amazing for us just, just to see the whole society come together around our brand and for us to be able to exhibit some leadership during a tough time. We felt that was really important in core to the business. So we were actually able to donate to over 200 hospitals in the U.S. Um, so a very big campaign for us. And it was really, really awesome to see uh, everybody come together. And even in the recap, um, just to see our community of, of customers um, responding back to the email we sent, um, resonating with our values and our core why. That for us is is really the silver lining through all of this. It's when you see people come together to do good that matters a lot. That's awesome. Um, before we end, I also prepared eight rapid fire questions. Do it. Uh, so try to answer them as quick as possible. Uh, so the first one: Who's your favorite basketball player? Dwayne Wade. What's one thing that you can't live without? Um, music. What's something new that you learned in quarantine? Cooking. Who's your greatest source of inspiration? Um, probably my dad. What's the best advice you've ever received? Uh, focus on empathy. Nike or Adidas? Uh, Lasso. <laughs> if you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be? Dinner? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, uh, this one's really tough for me. Um, probably Andrew Yang. Okay. And the last one, white socks or black socks? Uh, from like <laughs> colors in black. Got it. <laughs> okay. That's it for today's interview. Uh, thank you, Partha, for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate your advice and I wish you and Lasso the best of luck and stay safe. Thanks, Rick. From talking to Partha, I learned three things. The first is to try our best to decouple from our emotional attachment to money and stop caring about the vanity metrics. Instead, be inspiring and be who we are. Talk about what we're believing and the rest will figure itself out. The second thing that I learned is a tip on building up our personal brand on social media. One really good way is to collaborate with others online to post content or tell stories. This way, by getting endorsements from others, we can receive the stamp of credibility, which can be very helpful when we are first starting out. The final thing is for students and aspiring entrepreneurs. 
Try to put ourselves in situations where we're exposed to something we don't know or learning from somebody whose perspective will help us build our own. By continuously learning, we can start to define our own philosophies and opinions on the world, which will have a tremendous impact on our ability to communicate, lead, and inspire people. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you found this podcast meaningful, please share this with your friends and anyone who you think has a creative and entrepreneurial mind. This podcast is also available on YouTube, so be sure to check us out there if you want to see our faces. And before you go, make sure you follow us to stay updated for the next episode, which will feature a former executive at Lego, Apple, and Tesla Japan, who is now running his own artificial intelligence company. Coming up next.